Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everybody. Believe Inside the ACC is back with Jay Graham. I'm David Gascon. We're in the middle portion of the month. And Jay, I don't know about you, but I have not started my Christmas shopping just yet. And I'm panicking a bit. Well, you know, I've been Christmas shopping. This is the first year, guys, man that I'm done like early, you know, I got up early in the morning. I did the, I did the black Friday, you know, yeah. fought people, you know, I was, I was dipping and dodging moms, you know, some guys, you know, some of these guys are like aggressive, you know, so I got the things I needed, you know, I can't tell you what I got cause the kids might be listening to this. So I got everything I needed, but I'm still shopping. You know, I got to get some stocking stuffers and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm still working at it. So it's just feel like it's taking longer. I'd rather just rush at the end. You know, I just feel like it's getting drawn out. I'm just tired of the, I don't want to shop right now. Yeah, too, but too much going on. All right. So these days, though, do you have like a do you have like a methodology behind your attack? Like, do you go do you knock out kids first, whether it's like your direct kids or like you have nieces and nephews and then go to the adults? Or do you just go easiest first and then wait to the hardest stuff like on December 24 to finally bang it out? Well, you know, you got to kind of you know, kids are always the, the running water. You know, they always need, you know, it's just stuff you got to get for them, you know, and you just don't want to ask them because they're going to give you about 15,000 things. You just got to yeah. listen to them as they talk. You know, that's what I like to do. You know, Christmas is fun to me. So I like to just listen to what they like and when they talk about it, you know, but you ask for a list, you ask them for something that you, you, you don't want to see. Yeah. You know, especially my son, my son, my, my younger son, he, he, for some reason, he, he don't know what it, the value of a dollar. He don't even know what it means. You know what I mean? Like, like he don't know, you know, I don't know about his NIO for him. He's going to be a pretty good football player. I don't know. He, he'll take a dollar and a Gatorade and he'll go to wherever he need to go, whatever school he going. Hey man, you, you better be careful, man. You get him a leather glove and all of a sudden he's looking at some guy in LA named Shohei Otani banking home a $700 million contract. You want to learn about money real quick. How about this? Man. <laughs> good grief but i'm doing good with my shop and i feel good right i'm just like i still got that feeling like i'm missing something because i'm used to missing things during christmas so how about you guys man man what I, you got I, going on I, i've gone the other route I, I don't know if this is lazy or if this is progressive or proactive but i kind of i've kind of reduced the way i shop nowadays for like nieces and nephews I revert back to see my grandparents are scattered all over the place. Like Mexican yeah. side of my family from Mexico and Spain, but the Irish side is all from Cambridge and Boston, yeah. Massachusetts. But my grandparents back in the day would either get small gifts for us or they would do the old school savings bonds. So, you wow. know, back in the day, like the 60s and 70s, get you those remember you bonds. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, re I'd remember those bad boys. And so my mom or my dad would keep them in an envelope, but I'd go to the bank, but they were strictly for college, right? So you get like a $100 <laughs> savings bond. And I remember cashing a few of them out a, a couple of years ago, and it was like $114 or $121 right. in interest. I didn't go that route. I opened up some, some new modern day version, like Acorns accounts from depositing like a hundred bucks into an investment account. So we're talking about like ETFs and stocks wow. and mutual funds. So I'm going to, 
I'm going to do that until they're 18. And then hopefully the moms and the dads say, hey, this is towards college or towards like some kind of trade school. So interest bearing and then some. But the, the market's piping hot right now. So I'm maxing out of my potential. Plus, you think about it. If you buy your kids anything, whether it's baseball, basketball, football, soccer, hockey attire, they're growing out of it. So how much of an investment do you make? It's like a temporary fix for something. And I just remember back in the day when I was a kid, I would have like Transformers and G.I. Joes. I was breaking everything I saw. So I'd unpack it, play with it, break it the next day. Boom, set and done. So I was better outdoors, like playing in the dirt and just throwing stuff against the wall and and getting into some trouble. But uh, I digress. I, I bring up Christmas because it is the spirit of giving. Yes. And the Heisman Trophy w- was won a few days ago, and it wasn't right. too many of the people that we thought what it, w- it would be. Michael Penix was there, but he didn't get it. Bo Nix didn't get it. Marvin Harrison did not get it. It was Jaden Daniels at a LSU. So it's a little bit of a surprise to me, and I don't think for many people it was, given the numbers that he had. Vegas had him as the odds-on favorite to, to pull it home. But what was your assessment on it? Did you watch the Heisman Trophy? Uh, presentation and, and what was the finale for you? Well, I did. I, I'm gonna tell you the truth, guys, man. You know, it's just not as important to me as it used to be. I used to sit on pins and needles, like hoping, like trying to see who's gonna win, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I think it's gonna be this guy. And it, you know, you remember that, and everybody yeah. watched it in America. And now, you know, I just kind of wait. I, I get the, I get the after, and sometimes I watch it. You know, when it's like a good story, right? And I don't know if it's you think it's not real or whatever it is. I, I know it's real, but, you know, it's been some years and it's like a lot of quarterbacks, right? And, you know, you remember the years when, you know, running backs and, you know, you know, I'm going to talk about running backs, but running backs and just different players wanted. And um, I don't know, it's changed a little bit, but. You know, it was interesting to me because I told you last time in the show, I thought Michael Penix was hands down, you know, the guy. Because you're thinking about the most important, um, you know, the team leader and the most important player on a really good team, right? And, you know, I really thought he was, you know, the things that he did, how he improved, his story, you know, going from being injured, you know, uh, transferring, right, and going out to Washington and, and the things that he's done with his career. And the type of person he is, you know, I thought he had everything and had his moment because I think to win a Heisman, you got to have that moment. You can have the stats and everything, but what's your moment when everybody goes, he's the best player in the country and the most important player in his team. And he represents what the Heisman trophy represents. You know, he, Michael Pennis had that moment. I don't know that Jalen, Jane Daniels had that moment. He almost did. He was playing very well against Alabama. And I was like, here's his moment right here. Yeah. But I don't know what he hit. He lost to um, Florida State, right? I'm going to say that again. He lost to Florida State, right? One of the most televised games, you know. But he, I don't know that he's had that moment where, you know, he was you – know, I, I don't like saying it in football, but you know what I mean. He's the reason, and he's a big part of the reason they won. And Michael Penix had those several games like that. So that's why I believe that. I think if you just had to pick a player, I'm going, um, you know, Marvin Harrison all day. Yeah. Right. If you just it, said, I'm going to pick the best player in the group, he's the best player in the group. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating because you could have a conversation about seasons, leagues, conferences, and we can always go to the National Football League. When you talk about 
a league MVP or a Hall of Famer, you always bring up, can you talk about the NFL without this guy? Like, can you talk about the NFL without Barry Sanders? Can you do without Earl Campbell or Jim Brown or Reggie White or Bruce Smith? Someone of that nature. And it echoes to the point that you had brought up about that signature moment. And I, I can't help but think we revert back to years past and I could probably probably bring up any dude that won a Heisman Trophy, and you're going to pinpoint yes. that moment in time. And, and to further piggyback off what you said, it's simple. When you look at what Marvin Harrison did this year, when you look at Bo Nix, what he did this year, when you look at Michael Penix and what he did this year, you can place times in the season or throughout the year that they had carried their team or pushed them over the top. Yes, especially with Ohio State and Notre Dame going toe to toe in a prime time of game. Michael Penix is the perfect example. He mm-hmm. takes on an Oregon team, obviously a conference rival and foe. They're undefeated this season. He didn't beat them just once. He beat them twice, and he put them in the national championship hunt now in the college football playoffs. So to carry your team, Michael Penix out of the lineup, Washington obviously is going to be a shadow of themselves. Right. And you put them in, and all of a sudden, now they're not only thinking about a college football playoff, but they're ranked second in the nation, and people can make the argument that they're the best team in the nation because of some of the criticism yeah. and, and controversy surrounding Michigan. But with all that being said, if you take Jaden Daniels out of LSU, they still have multiple losses, which they did. They're still not right. in the college football playoff hunt, which they aren't. And someone else maybe puts up similar numbers, maybe less, maybe more, but with all that being said, it's all about wins and losses. Washington, Oregon were in the top 10 when this was all said and done. Ohio State, obviously, their one conference loss was to Michigan, who's the number one team in the nation. Jamie Daniels, Mm -hmm. like you said, he didn't beat any of the elite teams to get them in contention. So I I do love the fact, because I know we will always discuss certain things about the NFL draft and the NBA draft when it comes to yes. guys' threads. <laughs> I do dig Michael Penix, like his suit, the inside of each jacket had the mm. names of, of everyone on the team. So I'm he pretty coordinating. You know, he was he was courting. You know, he had the, he had it all, you know, rocking. You know, and how about Jaden Daniels' dad? He had he was rocking the turtleneck, man. Yeah, you know, he was, he, he had the he had the Michael Wilbon look going on. He was he was looking <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? You know, them guys been dressed to the nines, you know. It's good, man. It's it's real good. I'm make it one day, and I can go up there and just dress the nines, guys. You know what I mean? That'd be nice, right there, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like you're you're walking toward towards the uh, the red carpet, or like the Academy Awards or the Oscars, or something like that, right? Like yes. you got to look your Sunday yes. best. Um, it, it's it's interesting, and you said it right uh, right a couple minutes ago about how it was appointment television. I feel the same way about bowl season. And it's a perfect segue because right. whether you're on the East Coast or the West Coast or down South, there's always something about having the rivalry game played. You take a quick break. You have the conference championship. And then all of a sudden, bowl season kicks off. But it just right. doesn't feel like that anymore. And I don't know if it's because of the outlandish bowls that we do have nowadays or the simple fact that the names are outlandish, there's too many bulls themselves, and a lot of them don't mean anything anymore. And to boot, you have guys that are skipping out on it. I mean, speaking of the Heisman Trophy, Caleb Williams won it last year. He's not going to face Louisville in a couple weeks. I mean, that's a a marquee guy you want to see, but obviously he's got bigger eyes now on the NFL draft. 
but do you feel that same way? And if if you don't, why do you tune into these bowl games? Habit. I love football. You know, it doesn't matter who's playing. I'm going to watch it, right? And I'm going to complain. And I'm going to say, why is this team not here? And I'm going to – Honestly, and we're going to do all these things, but we watch college football. Right. And when we don't have college football, everybody watched, you know, Army, Navy play. We always yeah. watch that game. Right. We all watch that game because we, we want to watch football and uh, we love watching football. We love complaining about football. We love complaining about what's going on in football, you know, and, and we like complaining about how these guys are not playing football for their teams. And this is how it is. You know, it's in the fabric here. It's this. The American way. And, you know, I'm sitting up here now. I'm just, just like trying to figure out who's going to play, who's not going to play in the game. And I can't imagine these coaches and what they're going through, you know, with the portal and players going here and there and talking to all these coaches and trying to figure that out while they're going to practice. I mean, how do you do that? You know, how do you do that when you're like, oh, I got the offense set for a Drake May. Oh, he's not here anymore. So I'm sure they're playing it in advance trying to understand that. Um, and it's just so different. When I was playing, if a guy didn't play, we'd be like, what are you doing? You'll feel, you would feel betrayed. But nowadays it's different. Guys are like, okay. And coaches are the same. As coaches, you got to understand that these guys are not playing in these games. And um, they're advised not to play in these games. You haven't had that many guys get hurt. You know, you you have. I forget the Michigan um, a tight end at Michigan, right? You had the linebacker at Notre Dame. Oh yeah, Jake Butts. Um, yes, you have. You had. You've had some bad uh, situations, but um, you know, I just I just find it interesting how you manage that, right? How do you manage the depth chart? How do you figure that out when guys are going here and there, and you know, you're 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 trying to put a, a team together, and that changes your offense, change your defense, and everything else you're doing. So. I, I know I got off on a tangent. Yes, you know, I'm still watching football. I still feel the same about it. You know, um, I don't know that the kids have the same, you know, they put the same value on it because before college football playoff, it was about the bowl games. Yeah. You know, I remember playing. It was like, oh, we're going to this bowl, right? We went to Citrus Bowl three times in a row. And I'm just sitting there like, you know, okay, who are we playing? Because we wanted to play in a tough game. You know, we played against Ohio State and, we played against North, Northwestern, and, you know, it was always fun to know, you know, find out who you were going to play. And you wanted a chance to play against, you know, we played against a Penn State the year before they won the uh, national championship. They beat us like a drum, you know. But, you know, we got a chance to play against those guys. And, um, you know, it's just – I don't know that they have that same feeling, you know, where, you know, Tennessee's sitting there and they're going to play Iowa, you know, or – you know, North Carolina uh, is playing someone. Louisville's playing USC. Man, that would be a great game if everybody played in that game. Yeah. You know, so you don't get those matchups because some of the players that that make that team special aren't going to be in that game. So, you know, uh, it's that's uh, the hard part, right? Yeah. That's it's, the hard part. It's funny you say that because the first thing I thought of, and this is just guide talk, but I made a, a cardinal sin when I was in my younger 20s. And this is after, like, my playing days were over. But. Being from the West Coast and in L.A., the number one escape for us dudes out there was either San Diego or Las Vegas. Right. And so I lived in San Diego. I was going to San Diego State, and I did all that. And after I graduated, you got bachelor parties. You just want to get away for the 4th of July or Labor Day or you know whatever it is. Holiday weekend, always Vegas, always Vegas, always yeah. Vegas. 
but I didn't go to Chicago until I was an adult and I was like 29 or 30 years of age. So I'm a little bit older yeah. than that now, but I couldn't help but think the first time I went to Chicago, I the first thing I thought was, where the hell have I been the entire time? Because it was popping. The pizza right. was fantastic as always, but the people were great. It's a sports town. It's, you know, it's lively. It pops. And I bring that up, Jay, because I've done a healthy amount of traveling now as an adult, like when I can afford it, not like eight dudes in one room sleeping on the right. floor in the, in the bathroom, you know, like ordering room service with pictures. But like that's part of the novelty of bowl season no, no. is as a college athlete, granted college basketball is a different scheme because you're traveling a bunch of different places because you got a lot more games. So the inventory is right. there, but bowl season, you have a handful of games at home. You have a handful in the conference, but you get a chance to get out of Dodge, pick right. up swag, go meet new people, stay in a new hotel. You get the 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 local kind of adventure. You can meet people that with their own cuisine. I mean, just mm. imagine if you've never been to New Orleans or you haven't been to Vegas or San Diego or LA or or New York or you know South Beach, something like granted, there's some parts like you don't want to get in trouble with. But the yeah. idea of traveling and getting out and experiencing different things as a young man, you got to gobble that up, especially when you're on someone else's dime. I, I knew you could attest that because you've gone through the high school, the collegiate, and the professional yes. level, but there's no substitute for traveling and experiencing these things at a young age when you got no responsibilities except for staying healthy, working right. out, playing well, and obviously doing schoolwork, obviously, if you can. Yeah, but think about this. If you got $150,000 in your pocket, right? Yeah. NIL, right? And and I know every kid doesn't, but every pretty much a lot of a lot of the kids, right? Yeah. They got money now. They can go on vacation on their own, right? Sure. They got their own it's different now, oh, right? I, we I, didn't I, I, have I, money. So but. we were like getting in that we were getting on the airplane. I was like, oh man, it's kind of cool. Going to the hotel in Florida, it's like, oh man, this is great. And we right. had like, you know, you had your bowl money, so you got everybody together, and we still stacked in the car, you know. We stacked right. in the car because you could drive or fly, right? right? We decided to drive to kind of pull our money together, right? To save on gas. Right. We're riding in a in a in a Bonneville, right? And we got three people in the back, two in the front, and we're driving down the, uh, you know, to the Citrus Bowl. I, I, I will never forget that story. Just, just the things, the fun we had, because yeah. we didn't have a lot of money, right? And going yeah. to the Orlando and going, man, these prices are expensive. Let's share a pizza, you know. Everybody get a couple slices, you know. But they don't have that, right? You know, and I'm not saying every kid doesn't have that, but most of them they have a whole lot more, right? Yeah, and um. You know, it's just interesting now that they don't have the same amount of, oh, okay, I'll go to California or I'll go here. You know, if it wasn't for football, it's a lot of places I wouldn't have been able to go to. Oh, of course. So it's, a, it, it's totally different. You know, they got a totally different experience and a totally different, I guess, mindset when it comes to that. And it, you don't want to sound like old guy, on, uh, you know, get off my lawn. But the one thing that they will identify with, even if they have that kind of coin, is you hear it, you know it. The one right. thing that you miss from your playing days and why they're over with is you you miss the the locker room camaraderie. You you miss the relationships. So you could slum it. You had two a days. You're obviously breaking your back, and then all of a sudden the season comes. You're not lighting each other up anymore on the practice field. Now you're going right. after a new enemy. And the same thing. Those bowl experiences. 
man, they're just memorable, right? And you can never no replace doubt. it. Half the stuff you probably couldn't display on social media because you get in trouble, yeah. but it's all good. Like those are memories that you can keep inside your mind and talk about that with your teammates, you know, for as long as you live. And I, I bring that up because while the bull season doesn't light up until the end of the year and obviously New Year's Day, there's a bunch of different guys skipping out on it because either they're getting ready for the senior bowl or they're getting ready for the NFL combine. A couple mm-hmm. guys, Caleb Williams comes to mind, and of course, Drake May. May is a guy that many people are going to have as a top five, top six pick in the NFL draft in 2024. A couple of people even had him number one over Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. Did you see enough from him this season, Drake May, that you feel like this guy is ready to take that next step? He could be a C.J. Stroud I don't want to say Bryce Young because Bryce Young's been on the worst football team in the NFL this season, but a couple of rookie quarterbacks have flourished, and obviously C.J. Stroud right now is is certainly the leader of the pack. Well, I think Drake May has all the skills, you know, all the you know the attributes to be an unbelievable NFL quarterback. I mean, he can make all the throws. I mean, he just he does it effort, effortlessly, right? He can run you know, scramble, do all these things. But, you know, I just think there's some things he's going to have to learn. It. He Obviously, he's going into the NFL, right? Um, I don't think he's ready quite yet, right? But he's going to get paid. So so they look at it like this. I, you know, kids all the time, the college kids, they go, if I'm going to get paid this much, then I'm ready, right? Yeah. But the, re- the, tr- the reality is they're going to pay you that much and you're not ready. You know, and, it, and it's hard for a quarterback to get ready. But I think some of those quarterbacks that have success in the NFL, they've gone through adversity. They failed in going up and down. I'm going to tell you who's going to – Caleb Williams going to have uh, a lot of success because of what he's going through. You know, and you got to go – you got to fall on your face. You got to fall forward. You got to make some mistakes. You look at a guy like Will Levis and how he's playing football right now. Yeah. And look at what he went through. You know, you look at a guy like, you know, Aaron Rodgers went through that. You know, he went through a lot of ups and downs, and then you wonder why. And he had to sit behind, you know, some great, great players and learn the game from that perspective. But that's not happening anymore. They kind of throw him right in there. Hey, you're our number one pick. Let's go. You know, and I I don't know that some of these guys are ready for that and having gone through the adversity and gotten up from it. And a a lot of times emotionally, that's why guys bust is because they can't handle the pressure and they're so afraid of failure that they don't really try, you know, they don't really give the same effort because it is stressful. It is difficult. You're, you're failing in front of 20 million people and you can't, you know, it's hard to take the pressure if you haven't been in that. So, you know, I don't know. That's my thoughts on it. You, you see the guys having success that kind of went through and you go, how's he having success? Cause he, he kind of, he's failed before he understands what that means and how to go beyond that. Right how to handle adversity, how to control themselves in any kind of situation, and really how to get through some injuries and, and being banged up and stuff and still playing well. Yeah, it's it's wild when you think about it because there's no exact science. For no. every John Elway and Peyton Manning that we have, you mentioned it, we had Aaron Rodgers. And Patrick right. Mahomes was a backup to Alex Smith. Yes. you know Carson Palmer, he talks about his maturity. He was behind John Kitna. You know, there's mm. certain guys that have been able to flourish because they had to sit, they had to humble, be humbled, right. they had to obviously work and craft themselves into a new system. And there's other guys that have just been thrown right to the fire and says, hey, figure this out. Bryce Young, obviously, CJ Stroud, 
Those right. are some notable guys, Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. Granted, some of these guys are in safe harbor when it comes to media markets, and then right. others are are not. You know, Zach Zach Wilson's left floundering around with the New York Jets, and Ooh. you know, da Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, he could be knocked out because of Tommy DeVito, but. You know, these are just certain guys that that aren't able to elevate for any rhyme or reason, and and placement is, is everything. I mean, Mac Jones is getting obliterated in New England, and and he was obviously the successor to Tom Brady. It's just a mm -hmm. it's a wild phenomenon, and you think about it, where these guys are going to be in a couple of months because you go from you know, being the guy in town and then all of a sudden you're back to being a small fish in this massive ocean, and you go from you know, one thing to another, and then the pressure comes because you're no longer a collegiate athlete anymore. You were a professional, and you got to right. obviously exemplify professionalism nonstop because you're going to have a bullseye on you. It, it, with the with the NFL draft coming around, quarterbacks mm -hmm. come to mind, but some quarterbacks are now shuffling the deck because the transfer portal is now open. Malik Murphy out of Texas just announced that he's going to be transferring out. That's a tough scene for him because. Manning is obviously there and Quinn Ewers, right. but in the ACC, right. Tyler Van Dyke is out of Miami. Riley Leonard also, who was leaving Duke, is going to Notre Dame. Do you like the transfer portal in this sense with these guys leaving? There's also some rumblings that Cam Ward out of Washington State is making a look down south to Miami. So you go from the Pacific Northwest to South right. Beach – I mean, he fared well this year in the Pac-12. I can imagine that the Hurricanes can get him. They'll be eating a lot in 2024. Well, I think it depends. You know, if you're a quarterback and you go somewhere and they got three great receivers, right, they can kind of make you a whole lot better, right? They right. can help you. Um, we've seen in recent years, you know, uh, probably since probably Russell Wilson, you know, when he made that, that, that trans, you know, when he went to Wisconsin and, man, that's, that offense fit him, right? You know, and, you know, they've had guys have had burrows, had success, but look at the receivers he had. Yeah. You know, I think you got to look at your line, look at your receivers, because, you know, you look at it, you get one chance, right? If you do this, you don't get just one chance. But if you do it and fail, I mean, your value goes down because these guys look at their value, right? And it's all over the place. Hey, this guy's valued at this, you know, he's going to get this NIL money. And, um, you know, I just don't understand some of the guys are leaving for money. Right. I understand if you're leaving because you're trying to further your, you know, your career. Right. You're trying to get in a better situation. You're trying to get with a better offensive coordinator. Your, your guy left, you know, or you've been through like Van Dyke. He's been through everything at Miami. <laughs> I guarantee you he could go somewhere and have success. Uh, yeah. And if he has success, he can move on. Just like Russell was. He had a lot. He went through at NC State. You know, I remember playing against him. We were at University of South Carolina. We played against him. We sacked him like eight times. You know what I'm saying? And he went eight times. You, you imagine that in the game. He went through that kind of stuff, and then he went to Wisconsin, got protection, and he was able to, you know, become a pretty good player. When you look at his, you know, NFL, um, you know, history, he, he's done very well, doing well this year. So I understand if player, you know, a quarterback, right? But if you're a running back, you know, you got to be careful because they come, they, they you shake a tree, a running back, you know, Fall out. I mean, it's running backs and receivers. You know, you got a lot of receivers going. I'm gonna go over here. If you look at the history of it, that don't they don't really fare up so well transferring because it's totally different. I'm um, you know, um, 
you know, if you're a quarterback, you go somewhere, you're kind of dictating what happens. You know, you get the ball in your hands. But if you're a receiver, you may not get that ball thrown to you if you're not running routes and got the rhythm and timing of the quarterback. He don't know you. That don't mean he's going to throw to you. You know, I think tight ends have had success because they're able to block and do a lot of different things. And, you know, they've had some success. But running backs and receivers, you know, have struggled. DBs have had success. But, you know, and defensive linemen have had a lot of success. So if you're a defensive end, you know, you kind of control some things. You can get around some good players um, and do some things. You know, getting the right defensive scheme. Quarterback, you can get the right scheme, right? Running back, you better have a good supporting cast around you you know, like a Jameer Gibbs that made the move from Georgia Tech. Understand yeah. it. Understand right. it, right? Yeah. I got yeah. around a bunch of great players. I became a first-round pick. He also developed, right, early. You know, he got in the weight room and developed, you know, at Georgia Tech, right, and got stronger yeah. and stronger. And then he was able to go in there and make instant impact. Don't go somewhere and think you're going to just – they they going to develop you because they're going to expect, you know, they're paying for you to come there with an NIL. They're going to expect you to be the guy. And if you're not the guy, then you're going to have to sit behind him. You're going to have yeah. to sit behind the guy, and then that's not the reason why you want to go, right? Right, 100%. It, it's, a, it's a different beast when you look at guys that are you know, fifth-year graduates, right, where they're going right. somewhere else because, yeah, they're four years or over and done with, but it's another thing if a freshman or a sophomore. Malik Murphy's a different animal in the sense that he saw very little time, but when you have a logjam of quarterbacks there right. – I mean, you're kind of the odd man out and you need reps. That That is a whole, that's a repetition thing. You have a limited amount of time to show what an NFL scout wants to see. And you got to get yourself ready for the pros if you feel like you're going to be there. And he's certainly a guy that can have the potential given his frame and his ability to throw the football that he can get to the, obviously the promised land. But when you look at Dylan Gabriel out of Oklahoma, now going mm. to, to Oregon, uh, this kind of goes back a few weeks ago when you and I were talking about Bo Nix. It's like, man, the guy's been around for six years. Yes. <laughs> There's that. But what has he done? He's right. gone through the ups and downs. He's fallen on his face. He's gone through the struggles. That was one of the most difficult things, playing a place where his dad played, right? Yeah. Playing at Auburn and struggled through all that, but he's a better player because of it and went out to Oregon and was able to have success. I think maturity right. is key in this whole situation. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's a wild dynamic, and like you said, like guys chasing the money now, so it's a different kind of beast because you had that element involved. And I hate saying it, but you might get dudes that travel to Florida or Nevada, mm -hmm. uh, like certain states that don't have state taxes. Right. Now you can really cash mm. in in more than one yes. way, and you got a lot more opportunity, obviously, in, in certain parts of the country. And, and Florida's obviously you got Florida State here in Miami, so they can really do some damage with with those teams in the ACC. Jay, I'm going to say goodbye to to you, and we're going to recapture all of this in a week from now because we still got bowl season to talk about. Some yes, guys sir. in, some guys out. Some of these names, these bowls, I don't even know how to pronunciate, but <laughs> whatever it is, man, there's still a lot more because I know and you know that come February or March or April, we're going to be screaming and kicking and clawing for some football. Yes. So we have a couple weeks left, at least the collegiate ranks, before we turn things over to the NFL and the finale in the Super Bowl. So for Jay Graham, I'm David Gascon. Thanks for watching Inside the ACC. We'll catch you again next week.